0: So,
1: any good books lately? That is a funny way to start a podcast. Um, I will be honest, in the last week, I've not read anything.
0: (laughs) I've not read anything either. Have you written anything?
1: Also, no, unless you count things that are (laughs) school-related.
0: Okay, fair. I've written one thing that's not school-related. And I actually wrote it last night solely because I was just... I didn't want to be at work. So I was thinking of like this one um like character pairing and it's essentially like, Yes, listen, listen, listen. I love me my romance. I'm like a hopeless romantic. And essentially the character pairing is that like it's just this girl and this dude and I know straight but it's this girl (laughs) and this dude and she gets reincarnated and he's like immortal. And so she always finds her way back to him. And he oh, and it's just like this really cute thing, and I wrote like their like her first life with him, and it was just it was kind of sad because she had almost like she was poisoned, so she was like Aww. on her deathbed, and she was like, "I will always find my way back to you."
1: Oh, corny soulmates. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I love the corny stuff. I uh, love to see it. Oh my gosh, and have you had any ideas? Ideas? No, my brain is blank. Brain
0: Gober <laughs> Anyway.
1: Hello everybody. I am Emma.
0: And I am Mylena. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Writer's, Writer's room. room.
1: This is a podcast, uh, where we talk about writing and books and things and, and
0: literature stuff. and we discuss how all of it kinda goes together. So hang around, listen, we tell funny things. Sometimes we make fun of ourselves. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good fun.
1: You know, this is episode two, so quality is not guaranteed
0: um (laughs) last episode we talked a lot about diversity with a focus on um black people in literature and in african americans in literature and all that stuff today we're just going to be a little more uh
1: talk more about diversity in general in general in writing and i brought a big stack of books books. into the studio a lot of
0: books just to, to one two three four five six seven books and then one two three four five of them are hardcover which is honestly kudos because hardcover books are a lot more expensive
1: some of them are used (laughs) that's valid you know support your local bookstores everybody used bookshops you know they're pretty great we have a bunch of them in lakeland um you know the book bazaar uh there's other ones i cannot remember the name of (laughs) mojo books in tampa is really nice they also have coffee
0: Ooh, i love I've, I've i've low-key always wanted to do like a little bookstore with like a cafe bookstore
1: oh that's exactly what it is they also sell oh like records gosh. and old like dvds and stuff that's it's great. literally
0: like that's like my 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 gay dream
1: i love going there it's only like a 30 minute drive from here so it's no big deal that's good that's good yeah it's super nice um i've gotten a couple of books from
0: there that i really liked so yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so we don't really have an, a, a good focus like we did last time because we were busy. I yeah. I th-
1: I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun to maybe talk about some of the books that I brought in. Just talk yes. about like some fun things about like diverse writers and stuff.
0: I've never read, and I've read this book. I'm such a liar. This was such okay. The book that I'm I'm currently pointing to since. Dear audience members you can't hear is a is a legend by Marie Lou. um and now that I'm looking at her name I'm assuming she's Asian mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this because I'm that person that just picks up books because the synopsis looks good oh yes yeah, and the cover looks pretty because let's admit it we all should the book by its cover
1: oh my god oh, yes as an avid reader or someone who was a more avid reader that is definitely the case for me um but yeah, no, the book Legend by Marie Lu, it's a, uh, it's making so much book noise. I know
0: it is. Uh, it's ASMR, a, anyone?
1: It's like a dystopian novel. It's YA. Uh, I read it in middle school. It's a three-book series now. I only ever read the first two because by the time the third one came out, it had been so long since I'd read it. And
0: I read the whole series, and, and I, ha- I bought the whole, whole series. I have it. So if you want one to read,
1: oh, that's okay. I haven't <laughs> read them since I was like thirteen.
0: <laughs> but let me read. Let me read out the the synopsis on the uh, the little book cover thing. So it says, once known as the western coast of the United States, the Republic is now a nation perpetually at war with its neighbors, the colonies. Born into an elite family in one of the Republic's wealthiest districts, 15-year-old June is a military prodigy. Obedient, passionate, and committed to her country, she is being groomed for success in the Republic's highest circles. Born into the slums of the Republic Lake sector, 15-year-old Day is the country's most wanted criminal, but his motives may not be as malicious as they seem. From very different worlds, June and Day have no reason to cross paths until the day June's brother, Medias? Medias. Matias?
1: Matias? Matthias? There's no H. I always forget how to pronounce
0: it. Okay, it's fine. Until the day June's brother, (laughs) Matias Stop laughing at me. Until the day June's brother, Matthias, is murdered. And Day becomes the prime suspect. Now caught in the ultimate game of cat and mouse, Day is in a race for his family's survival while June tries desperately to avenge Matthias' death. But in a shocking turn of events, the two uncover the truth of what has really brought them together. And this... <laughs> don't look at me. And the sinister links to which their country will go to keep its secrets. Full of nonstop action, suspense, and romance, Marie Lou has written an exhilarating ex- first novel that is sure to move readers as much as it thrills. <laughs> okay. That's so my dramatic reading for the day. <laughs> <And> this, <laughs> thank you. And that's it for this podcast. Thank you for coming to the writer's room. So, as you can tell, it is very obviously a YA book from that description. Um, hey, to be fair, it was a really good book. And, like, I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, like I said earlier, I love hopeless, like, I'm a hopeless romantic. And so oh, there yeah. was a little, I can't little, read books that don't have a little splash of romance in Little it. enemies to Just lovers. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff
1: yes it is definitely an enemies to lovers book I don't remember the second book very well I do remember uh, my friend telling me the ending of the third book though which was something but I liked the first book I remember like
0: the epilogue of the third book
1: yeah. And that's and, but like
0: like not the it was ending, like, just the epilogue, which I don't necessarily count as the ending. It was very bittersweet from what I remember. It was. It was. It's a good book. If you, if if you anyone listening still likes YA's. I I've I've sadly grown out of them and I am sad about that.
1: Hey, you know, listen, I can still be a sucker for YA if okay. I if it if it does it right or if it is bad enough to keep my attention. I will read it like I have read so many bad books but I'll be like you know what I can't do it I love it like
0: academia has ruined me
1: no see sometimes I get stressed out by books that are like so good that I need to mellow myself out and do you read, just go
0: read fan fiction no Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Sometimes it's you know it's there and some, it exists. Sometimes and one you day just, we'll have an episode on it. It's fine.
1: Yes, we will definitely have an episode on that because it is one of my interests. Not like that. I just like to study it because people are <laughs> <Yeah>. so insane. <laughs>
0: anyway, but yeah, this this book was good, and I actually didn't realize it was written by um, an an Asian author. I wonder if she's Asian or Asian American. Hold up, I'm gonna Google that.
1: Mm, I think she's Asian American because it says in the back here that she graduated from University of Southern Carolina. But I don't know. She, I don't know. She's cool. I read another series that I believe was by her called, well, I didn't read the whole series. Yeah, she's Asian American. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Wikipedia
0: labels her as an American author.
1: Gotcha. I did read another, I don't know if it was a series, but I read the first book. I believe it was by her, it was called The Young Elites. Sort of similar type thing, except, like, I think there was magic involved. I don't know. I read Ooh. it in middle school. It was, like, a group of assassins. If I remember right, I might be remembering wrong.
0: I, yeah, okay, yeah, it is. It's 2014 book, The Young Elites.
1: Yes. The Young
0: Elites, yeah. Um, I actually didn't
1: realize it was by the same author at the time.
0: <laughs> so I mean, low-key, you, low you kind of should have, like, just based on the, the font yeah. of the
1: listen. But honestly,
0: I feel you. I don't remember anything.
1: I had a really big, like, library in middle school, and I went through a lot of books in there, so.
0: You brought so many books. <laughs> I have
1: a hefty That's, collection.
0: I can see that. She came in here with, like, pulling books out of her bag, and I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I feel so, I feel so... Like useless. I'm not bringing anything to the table. <laughs> I, the I literally
1: brought books to the table.
0: You know what? It's okay. I'm I'm in a I'm in lit classes, so I can tell you all about litter, uh, all about um, oh, canon books. Oh. You can't do that. Oh, she's you? got me
1: there. <laughs> I am in one English class, so <laughs> she's got
0: me. <laughs> Listen, English major for the okay. I do want to talk about this book. Actually. Okay, I actually <laughs> haven't
1: read it yet. That okay. is on my. To read list.
0: So the book is called *Children of Blood and Bone* by Tomi Ad. Ad-
1: Do you need help pronouncing it? Yes. Okay. Do you know how to pronounce it? Uh, maybe. Let me Ad- look. Uh, Adyemi? Adiemi. Adiemi. Tomi Adiemi is. How, Tomi I think Adyemi. that. Okay, that sounds that sounds reasonable. I think that's how you pronounce it. If I'm wrong. I'd rather
0: someone else butcher it before me, so the blame isn't on me. Wow. So. Yeah, you get to deal with that fallout. Awesome. You're welcome, honey. Fantastic. Um, and I will read the the synopsis for this one as well. I, I, I'll try not to read it as, st- I'm not, I'm going to, no, I'm going to read it dramatically. This one I
1: think is like, it might be like YA, but it leans towards <coughs> more adult books. Okay, noted. But I haven't read it, so. <laughs> Adebola.
0: Okay. Zeli Adebola remembers when the soil of Orisha hummed with magic. Burners ignited flames, Tinder's beckoned waves, and Zeli's Reaper mother summoned forth souls. Ooh I, lo- I like already like the description of like the magic and the elements in that <clears throat> Okay, continuing. But everything changed when magic once magic disappeared. Under the orders of a ruthless king, the Magi were targeted and killed, leaving Zeli without a mother and her people without hope. Now Zeli has one chance to bring back magic and strike against the monarchy with the help of a rogue princess. Zelie must... Uh, is it gay? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I see anything that's like if 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 the main character is getting help, it's like at least when they're straight, like it's safe to assume but that there's going to the be interest. There's going to be some tension. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zelima's must outwit and outrun the crown prince, who is hellbent on eradicating magic for good. Maybe that's love interest. I'd be low-key disappointed. Danger lurks in Orsha, where snow le- leopinaries? That's not lepers. <laughs> um, snow leap penaries, prowl and vengeful spirits wait in the waters. Yet the greatest threat may be Zelly's Zelly herself as she struggles to control her powers and her growing feelings for an enemy. Okay, yeah, the Crown Prince is the is the love interest. Yes. Um. I just
1: I just looked it up. You <laughs> just looked it up? <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know That's okay, that's fine. Um the the cover is I'm gonna The cover is, is actually really gorgeous. Oh, it yeah. features a um a very i'm going to assume it's it's a woman you can only see her like the top of her nose her eyes the the forehead um they're wearing a like a head band uh patterned they have you know like a
1: the lighting's gorgeous the lighting
0: is gorgeous it's it it looks digitized um the hair is white and the hair is just splayed out about the page um and it's it's really beautiful cover. I actually really like the colors in it, but we're here for the literature, not the aesthetic. So, <laughs> um, that actually seems really interesting to me. And I'm assuming this person is
1: she is Nigerian American. Um, she actually graduated from Harvard. Ooh, so fancy. She's a pretty cool lady. So that's, I, I just got this book from a friend mm-hmm. who they read it. Um, so they they're letting me borrow it. I haven't gotten to it yet because college um, <laughs> but i think this is her it's not her oh it might be her first book let me ooh fancy let me check i think it is her first book that's pretty cool and it has a sequel i think it's going to be a trilogy um the sequel's called children of virtue and vengeance ooh
0: so fun like
1: stuff it. but i think it's pretty cool the author is pretty young she's only 27 Um, Gives me hope,
0: man. Gives me hope.
1: Yeah. You know, like... If she can do it, I can. I think she also works as, like, a writing coach for people. So I
0: think that's pretty cool. Um,
1: Obviously, there's some fantasy elements in the book, so I am excited to read it. The only thing is, it looks long,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Let's look at how many pages this is, right? I'm guessing
1: at least four hundred. Okay, that's my guess. Your best is
0: four hundred. At least four fifty. Let's go four
1: fifty. Okay. Maybe five. I think it's. I think it's. It's over five. I think it might be five. Maybe yeah. six hundred. It's
0: just. It's the. Okay, this is the author's note, so we're not going to count that. Yeah, it's as hefty as Twilight. So. Oh my! It's five hundred and twenty-five pages. Twilight's longer. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I kind of want to – I, I want to go back to the topic of, of diversity, and I know we spoke a lot about it last episode, last sh- uh, show, w- whatnot. Um, did you grow up on a lot of diverse books or literature or even media for that matter?
1: I'm going to be honest. No, not really. Okay. Um, I mean, whenever I would, like, go to the library and find books, it wasn't, like – my idea to like go find over stuff i just Mm. pick up books and i'm like that looks good like that's pretty you know i I did i did do judge books by their covers we all do
0: we all do and that's why it's important to have very nice covers because face it or not we 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 judge with our eyes yeah and pretty colors gets attention if you can have a pretty color i'll read your synopsis and if your synopsis is good i'll read the first page and if the first page is good i'll read the book
1: fantastic you know get a good cover artist pay your artists everybody
0: pay your artists it's important it is
1: I mean diverse media I mean a lot of what I watched growing up was cartoons so I honestly don't know if maybe voice actors were Mm -hmm. diverse I really I don't know I haven't really like looked into it too much because I mean I'll be real a lot of what I watched was
0: Barbie movies. That's awesome. Or like a you bunch know, of Barbie has cartoons. her own like YouTube now. Oh I know Have I've you seen, seen it. That? That's awesome. And she talks about like you know, mental she's, health. She's spoken I I believe she's spoken about racism and mental health and
1: I saw her video on mm-hmm. mental health. It's crazy the was amount it? of production they put into these videos. Yeah. I mean they look so good. And I'm like, is Barbie really making points right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is Barbie speaking
1: facts? Like I, I haven't watched a ton of her videos, but I did watch her mental health video. And, you know, it's literally, like, an animated
0: Barbie. Like a Barbie movie.
1: Yeah. I but mean, like, YouTube. Yeah. And she's,
0: she's, like, a vlogger.
1: I know. And it's so, it's funny. I've
0: not seen, like, a full episode thing. I've, I've definitely heard about it, but. Her yeah, it's,
1: mental health episode, I think, is called, like, Dealing with Feeling Blue or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, like, talks about it in a way that is, like, you know, for kids. And I, I think that's really cool and really important. I mean, yeah. obviously, I don't know, like, the team or whoever works on the Barbie videos. But they're doing videos, good work. But they're doing well, good work. You know? Um, we appreciate anyone who talks about <laughs> mental health, especially to a younger audience who doesn't quite understand all that yet.
0: Yeah, definitely. What do you think was, like, the most diverse, at least with when it comes to race? Because mm-hmm. um, I know, like, there wasn't a lot of diverse, like, queer things, um in our childhood there wasn't a lot of diverse um like with disabilities it's not disabilities still isn't really shown too often that's
1: true honestly the most like diverse thing i can really think of right now because like my mind does not compute (coughs) things quickly um (laughs) is like sesame street
0: really i mean you know what now i i don't remember watching it too much i know i did but okay, I can see that.
1: Well, the thing about Sesame Street is that it was put on, like, a public
0: TV network.
1: Yeah, public TV network. Um, it was made to help kids who maybe weren't getting the best, like, education at school. Oh, it was, okay. like, meant to help teach kids.
0: Okay. And
1: that was, like, their big, like, idea, I guess. So,
0: I heard a lot of people weren't happy a lot of parents weren't happy with the cookie monster because he ate cookies and now they're all their kids wanted cookies instead of vegetables they wanted to be like the cookie it was it was like a, a weird funky thing that i heard a while while back but I mean, it's not I like, I like relevant i like the cookie monster my cousin was obsessed with the cookie who doesn't monster. like the
1: cookie Monster.
0: cookie monster was cool but um, uh, <clears throat> i was actually thinking of avatar oh um i did watch right. that growing up.
1: It, I, I would watch right? it. Right? A lot,
0: like, there's, based on a lot of indigenous cultures, you have...
1: I'm not sure if anything about the original Avatar is problematic. I've not seen it in a long time, because I watched it as it was uh, coming out.
0: I, I recently re-watched it with my mom um, this over the summer. I know it's on
1: Netflix right now, but yeah. I, I haven't gotten around to it.
0: That's fine. Um, I know a lot of people praise it. There was, um... I, I honestly I've heard problematic things about uh, the follow up series Cora. with Cora. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of problematic things about her, Cora. Um, I kind of like Cora, even with all those problematic things. But um, I know I I really quite genuinely, I have not myself seen anyone bashing Avatar for any. Pr- I've I've seen people being like you know like. The diversity like we would have liked to see more darker skin characters but like th- it was still really diverse for mm-hmm. um
1: for like early 2000s kids media yeah you know
0: yeah like um <clears throat> i know some indigenous uh people that peoples that i follow they they like they like the avatar because it, it has a lot of decent representation of their cultures like the um like Katara's little loopies, hair loopies. <laughs> yeah, that's I know apparently, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's um that's um from an indigenous culture that they, they do their hair like that. And her necklace, mm-hmm. there are indigenous cultures that they don't give like rings, they hand make engagement necklaces. That's cool. Isn't it? Um so yeah. So I thought that was really interesting.
1: <clears throat> I mean I'm pretty sure there were like you know people that they consulted when it came to that cartoon and i think i heard recently a little things around on like twitter about oh, tidbits a little little uh tea you know um on twitter about people trying to do like a avatar remake
0: yeah but live action
1: i don't know if the, it would be a live action this time because they already did that
0: and it flopped <laughs> um you mean avatar we don't talk about that. there was no movie there was no war embossing say there was no avatar in the movie there wasn't? There was. We just pretend there wasn't. Oh. Like, oh. Like, there was no Warren in I was like, I never watched it, so. <clears throat> oh, no. No, it was, it was very whitewashed. Um, they That's called so him, disappointing. They called him Ong. I love when you mispronounce the main character's name. <laughs> and all the girls, like, Katara, white as
1: white. Okay, okay. If we're going to get into mm. uh, media that has been
0: whitewashed. Let's go. I'm ready for this
1: um not to sound like a loser or nerd um okay. but and uh, you know anime
0: um oh let's go death note i i didn't watch death note the live action i i i just you know i was kind of disappointed with death note in general how the ending was and and I, whether it was a live action i don't know i i was someone spoiled the ending for me and i was like yeah i'm not watching this
1: okay so <laughs> i'm not going to spoil anything because
0: were they were they seriously not like any Asian
1: in the merge? in the live action yeah. Netflix remake? They were all white?
0: Yes. Really?
1: Well, except for L, which they made black, which like I wouldn't complain about if they hadn't like
0: But doesn't isn't L more of like seen as like a bad or more an evil or, like, morally gray character? He's morally gray,
1: yes. I mean, I honestly Interesting
0: would, choice to make him the, the black one. Well,
1: see, because Light, the main character, uh-huh. I mean, he's a murderer, so... Oh, oh, L is, like, the
0: police officer dude.
1: He's not a cop. He's a detective. The, but oh. not to get into the... Sorry, I, I was... <laughs> I cared a lot about this series <laughs> as a young teen, you're all good, right? You're good, girl. You're good. I was, like, 12 when I watched it, and I was like, yo... It was, like, the first, like, proper anime I, like, seeked out to watch. Mm. And I was, like, this is so good. Because, like, okay, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically, like, it's an anime. It's about this guy, Light, who finds this notebook. And this notebook gives you the power to, like, kill people.
0: And then he goes and he decides he's just gonna kill a bunch of, like, uh... He's gonna criminals. Go, criminals, yeah. He
1: wants, like... He's got, like, a God complex thing going on. We and love it. Like, literally in the first episode, he's all like, I'm gonna kill all the criminals and
0: I'm gonna be God. I remember reading some of the mangas.
1: Yeah, no, the manga was great. Um, I read that and I watched the show. Of course. I, I had a... I'm
0: proud of you. I, I, really,
1: I really liked it. So, when the Netflix when Netflix announced that they were going to do a live action version, I was critical um, I became even more critical when I find out that they were changing the location of the story from, you know Japan Where? to New
0: York, Seattle. Chicago
1: Seattle and I was like, for why and <laughs> they just it was really weird, they really butcher the story because the original story is like, it's very focused on like moral morality like what are, is it moral to like kill a criminal like I mean mm-hmm. doesn't that make you a criminal yeah.
0: um and th- I guess that goes into like the uh the whole um death row mm-hmm. type of ideal of like is yeah. putting someone on death row morally or ethically okay
1: and so they like they dive into a lot of like questions like that but also I mean the original series also has some funny points to it like it's It's fun. It's interesting. You know, there's lots of, like, detective V stuff. You know, it's really... I thought it was great. And then this movie decides to turn it into... I mean, like, everyone is white except for one character. Uh, They just... they turn it into this gore fest with the deaths. Uh. Like, in, like, the first, like, half hour of the movie... See, me and my friend watched it because
0: we'd both seen the original anime series. Was it a movie or a Oh, sh- it's a movie. Oh, okay. Um, so, but, okay, I, I'm, I'm interested in their their choice of casting just L as the only He black was the character. only black
1: character, at least from what I remember. Um, okay. Everybody else was white. And, like, I have no problem with L being black. I think that would have been cool if they hadn't, like, butchered his character so much to make him, like, they made him seem almost stupid, and that upset me. Interesting. Because honestly, every character in this movie is stupid. Mm-hmm. When in the original, everyone has like some Everyone's sort of brilliant. like.
0: brilliant. I remember from the from the plot of the month.
1: So so it was it was very it was so disappointing. They turned it into like the original series. You know was was it produced? Now I'm gonna Google it. It was it was made by Netflix. It's a Netflix original.
0: Yeah, but like you know, Netflix hires its own producers and directors and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to see like, is was it produced by American or or white, like directors and producers? That's what I'm about to Google.
1: I'm gonna assume so. I'm I assuming mean, so.
0: Um, but
1: I, it was just you know disappointing. Have you heard? A whole. And I
0: know this is supposed to be writing room, but it's fine. But have you heard there was a there's a new rule for the Grammys. In which, um, in order f- from, I I don't remember when it takes place, but once it takes place, in order for you to be nominated for a Grammy or even be considered, you have to have you have to meet a certain diversity quota. That's interesting. What are your thoughts on forcing diversity? I mean, as
1: a white person, obviously, I, you know, I mean, it's difficult for me to judge that sort of thing I do think it's great to have like diversity in like any like environment like obviously mm-hmm. that's something that we need like you, if you're choosing like a dumb white kid over a smart like person of color like that's because they're white like that's dumb
0: yeah um I, I've definitely heard from both sides. Um, and I, I think I can't I wish I could remember who had said this, and I wish I could remember where I've heard this this one thing from. But I do remember hearing um, from some interview, some African American woman saying that she she doesn't necessarily like the idea of it, but she also understands that without enforcing the rule, it's not going to happen. Yeah, was something along the lines of what she said. Um, and that that kind of really really struck with me of like, And I think that's kind of what, you know, we, our generation is pushing towards is kind of enforcing that quota per se, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of, um, I I say teenage, but I do mean like 16 to like early twenties, Yeah. you know, activists pushing for diversity in media and proper diversity in media. Um, yeah, so. because there is a
1: lot of, like, forced diversity that I've seen in TV shows. And I've seen, you know, people of color talk about these shows. And they're, like, they are butchering our culture. They're, like, writing our characters of color to not be portrayed well.
0: Like, to be token characters. Yes,
1: exactly. Like,
0: yeah, like, ha, here, I'm this person, I have diversity in my book.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I mean, I think we touched on this a bit uh, Mm -hmm. last week. Like, it sucks that we have to make a quota for diversity to have diversity. I feel like I wish it wasn't a thing that we had to force. I just wish it was something that we could just have. But I understand that the world is messed up and doesn't necessarily, you know, want you know diversity in media that is you know primarily controlled by white people from what i am aware of
0: yeah. um and i know among among some of my friends uh, there's also the discussion of like disabilities yeah um diversity and disabilities and and it's really hard to write things that you you just don't know so like i mean and that goes into what we were talking about last week of like what is better to have no diversity or to have diversity but misrepresentation
1: yeah and honestly i don't know when it comes to race in that question i don't know if i should have an opinion there i mean obviously, because it's not something that touches me but when it comes to like lgbt characters or like disabled so, okay, characters l- well, then let's
0: focus on on that then since okay. that is something that you are more able per se to talk about let's let's focus on that
1: because it is something i am included in exactly yeah um honestly i would rather watch something with straight characters than watch something with gay characters that are written badly badly like
0: the gay best friend trope hate it i there is one movie called gay best friend I refuse refuse to watch it. it. I refuse to watch it. You know, maybe we should just like bootleg it so that no one gets profits, and then watch it together, and then just make notes. Not that we
1: condone piracy ever. No, 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 no. Don't,
0: don't do anything illegal ever. It's bad. Like wagging my finger, bad.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but yes, no, I totally, yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe that's something we can uh, we could do eventually. But you know, like I, I feel the same way. You know, I. For a long time, I labeled myself as pan- as bi and then pansexual, and now I I just kind of stick with the label of, of lesbian or or homo flexible, mm-hmm. you know, e- either one. Um, and it's it's really interesting to see um, like lesbian characters, um, in media. Um, my
1: problem with people who write lesbian characters and don't know how to write them is that they will make them seem predatory, and that always makes me upset. Like
0: Orange is the New Black. Like I understand that they're like that they're criminals and you know I have problems with oranges and black. I I think I watched the first couple seasons and I, and I and I do like the show. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying it's a, like it sucks oh, completely. Yeah. No, I they understand. They talk about a lot of really important things,
1: but some of these things I do think they mishandle. And of course it was I I believe the show started airing in like the early 2010s, mm-hmm. like 2012 maybe. I haven't seen the whole show. I've only seen the first five and a half seasons. Okay. I know there's seven seasons. I stopped watching halfway through season six because it honestly it got they were
0: very forceful.
1: It got boring. It got weird. It got to be too much. And from my friend who watched all of it, from what I know about the ending my of the mom show, it's all of disappointing. It. And I I don't know. Okay, but I,
0: Ruby Rose.
1: Okay, yes. I thought she was very pretty. Hated her character. But
0: I I don't care. <laughs> I, I didn't get to see the season she was in, but just like the gif sets from that season, I'm just like I like it. Yeah, um, and we're gonna leave it at that.
1: Oh my, are we done?
0: No. Oh. We're gonna leave. Um, we're gonna leave my enjoyment for uh, viewing okay. Ruby Rose on TV yeah. at that.
1: I do I do think that Orange is the New Black could have written some things better. For I their I characters.
0: do remember, because they, I mean I. I remember the relationship between those those two girls and I know I say that and it's like which one. Um the the really like pin-up style girl Alex? I I don't remember any names. Black hair? No 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 no, no. pin-up style like the really like 60s house, housewife girl Laura. that uh, and the more like Nikki? Yes. Yes, yes.
1: Nikki. I know who you're I talking remember, about.
0: I remember I remember specifically a scene where they were in a chapel. Um behind like the priest's kind of I know what you're talking and, about. And and they were engaging in, in activities with one another. Mm-hmm. You know. And I just I just remember and mind you this I I had seen this before I really um went into my uh how do I say this? Before I really explored my own sexuality and before I I really thought about that for myself. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of one of the first pieces of media that I was witnessing that included lesbian characters then that included lesbian relationships and for so and it for me it was very violent
1: i agree actually because this was also one of the first pieces of like lesbian media that i really watched because like you know i think i watched it when there were only the first four seasons were out because mm-hmm. um, i remember i got really excited when season five came out um but yeah no there is i i I mean, I understand that all the characters are in prison and, you know, they're all criminals, but there was definitely, like, a violence to there, there some didn't of it. There did
0: seem to be, and,
1: and for me, I take... Later on, there were some moments that yeah. were, like, gentler and softer between, like, relationships with characters, but there is just... I understand that the, like, environment that the characters are in is difficult, but there is, like, a sort of, like, predatory violence that they put into a lot of their, like, lesbian characters that is weird.
0: Yeah, cuz I remember just being a little off about that because for me personally, you know, at I view um I view intimate activities to be intimate. Mm-hmm. And you know, and like there's a lot that goes into that, but it's just it just felt so disconnected and emotional emotionless, I guess. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think that is a problem with just portraying sex in shows as just being that never has to be something connected to a relationship and that is like a weird thing in a lot of like adult media I think Mm -hmm. or like cause like all these shows are coming out like and they'll just have like these scenes that are just like there's just nudity for the sake of nudity there's like no nuance to it I think that's just like An ongoing issue because, like, another show that I watched when I was younger was Shameless.
0: I did not see that one.
1: Okay, well, there's a lot of intimate relations without the intimacy in that show.
0: And and I wonder if that's just like a trend overall. Like, but you know, you see romance movies, and that isn't necessarily like there is intimacy in in the bedroom.
1: Honestly, it depends on the movie because, like, you watch things like. Like the Fifty Shades trilogy, um, like Gods. <laughs> I watched it for funnies. Okay.
0: Well, like okay, so let's let's bring that into into like literature then. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I like, did
1: read a portion of the books. I read the
0: all of them. Really. All of them. I read all of them. See. And. I read all of them. Wow. Yeah, I was dedicated, to to say the least. Um. You wanted I was, to find
1: out what the hype was about.
0: I was curious about the hype And then I realized much later on That it, it itself was a misrepresentation Of um, the community That it portrayed mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get super into that For, for this radio show um, <laughs> it's, it's it's rather explicit uh, Yes uh, Although I would assume all listeners would understand that um, But uh, What was I going to say Yeah intimacy It. it I, you know i I was speaking with a friend of mine about the about intimacy in, in books and it's part of the reason that we've my friend and I have gotten tired of y a books is because
1: there is a lot of misrepresentation with it, what is a healthy relationship exactly.
0: it's yeah. they're very toxic. It's very like and I
1: don't think that's a good message to send to young to kids, kids who are just starting to date
0: As, no, especially especially not like, I was, I, I was and am a hopeless romantic. And mm-hmm. this is the third time I said that, and I know. But, like, so I devoured these books, like, crazy. And that is what I wanted from a partner. And and it's partially, I think it's partially the reason why, it, like, it took me so long to, to really understand what kind of partner I wanted was because the idea of someone being possessive what? was portrayed Uh, to
1: be like sexy (laughs)
0: exactly was portrayed to be a a good thing when it's not at all and it's taken me a long time to to kind of come to terms with that and and thankfully like I've never been in a relationship that was that was uh, abusive um at least with with my romantic relationships um but that's still it's not a good thing that I think kids or not kids but like younger people should be reading
1: yeah and I mean we've gotten a little off track but yeah I, I, w- I will that is you know some important conversation to have um, but to bring it back to diversity in books yes, there are actually this book um, A Thousand Splendid Sons by uh, Khaled Hosseini. I am probably butchered that apologies um, cause it's a really good book, but I had to read it my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. and it portrays very unhealthy yeah. relationships, very abusive. It was crazy. Like, you know,
0: but did it portray it in like a good light? No. Okay. And that, 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 that's, that, that's a good difference.
1: I do wish my teacher had given us more of a trigger warning cause it was, yeah, I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's a great book um, if you want to read about, like, because, like, it's it's set in Afghanistan. Like, it, it's obvi- it's a very difficult book to read, but it's interesting to learn about the culture, um, to learn about these characters. The two characters, uh, the two main characters, they're both women, and they both end up married to this one guy okay. who, like, Sucks. Like, this guy is terrible. He's the worst. I cannot. Are, they,
0: are the women in here, uh, are the two women, are they friends or do they not like they each other? They don't like each other. Throughout the whole book, or do they?
1: They eventually, since they both, like, um, well, one of them eventually, since they're, they're both married to the same guy, they come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been a few years since I've read this book, since obviously I read it in high school. But they they, eventually, they never really become, I wouldn't say, like, friends' friends, mm-hmm. but, like, they come to an understanding that they're both in this situation. Kind of, like, have a truce. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's not like they're, like, really jealous of one another, because, mm-hmm. like, the husband sucks for both of them. Like, he's just all-around bad guy. Don't like him. Terrible. But, like, it's 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 a really interesting book, and, like, I, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, because, I mean... One, I don't remember the entire plot because I haven't read it in a long time. And two, it's difficult Mm -hmm. subject matter. But some other fun books on the table, the literal table. Um, This book is really interesting. It's actually a comic book.
0: Um, Ooh, we love it.
1: Yes. It's the Persepolis uh, comic series. It was um, written and illustrated by Marjane Satrapi, and it's actually about her life – growing up in iran during the iranian revolution which was like you know she like grew up during like a time that was oppressive as a young kid and like it's slowly like you know she's like branching out trying to discover herself while all of this stuff is going on and it's a lot about her family and the art style is really simple it's all in black and white it's it's really good i i actually read it for a class in high school studying like writing comics and it was really good and i i don't know i definitely recommend it to really anyone i i thought it was great and also from that class um is this book called mouse uh also a comic book uh it's actually about the holocaust uh So the author and illustrator, um, Art Spiegelman, he is a Jewish man, and it's actually his father's story that he's telling. His father was in the Holocaust death camps. Um, So he's like, there's two stories in this book. There's Art talking to his dad about these events, and then there's the parts where it's telling his father's story. So you kind of get the story itself, and then the story around the story. And it's really interesting, too. I like
0: that.
1: It's really good. Um, Plus, uh, I thought it was really interesting that Art Spiegelman actually drew um, animal characters instead of people. Mm -hmm. So all of the Jewish characters are mice, and all of the Nazis are cats.
0: That's, I love that.
1: It actually, it, it makes it, easier to digest almost because
0: because they're not people like when they're when they're people it's hard because then like you have to you have that moral kind of uh it makes
1: it easier to figure out how to read the subject matter without putting yourself in that place directly in a way that could it, it makes it easier to digest these difficult topics and i think like if you think of a like TV series that does this would be BoJack Horseman, which
0: I've actually not watched it, but I have a couple of friends and my partner have watched that one.
1: I think it's fantastic. I've seen all of it multiple times. It, you know, a bunch. There's human and animal characters, and it basically it tackles a lot of like difficult topics mm-hmm. like mental health, like alcoholism, and a bunch of other like so like abusive relationships. It tackles all of that, and it makes it almost easier to digest because there is that like little bit of ridiculousness in the fact that like the main character is a horse gotcha so so it brings
0: humor to the table and i think humor is to the metaphorical table Uh, (laughs) um i think humor humor is important when it comes to talking about these really really tough topics because i feel like when you have too much um of these tougher topics your brain shuts down it doesn't want to handle that it doesn't really want to think about that but um you know i what do you like about seeing diversity cuz i i mean at least for me i've noticed a lot more diversity in media i have um, as well yeah so what do you what is something that you like seeing um wh- whether it's in literature or or media in general like
1: I mean, I always appreciate, like, diverse characters, even when, like, their race or sexuality, like, doesn't really, like, you know, doesn't play, like, a super big role in the story. They just are. And I think that's great to, like, normalize that sort of thing because it is something that, like, it does annoy me sometimes when I'll read a book about an LGBT character and they'll make the whole story, uh, like, a coming-out story or something. Like, I just want to feel normal. So I think that's important for people of all sorts of different cultures just to see themselves represented
0: so have you seen that one um tim burton tim burton film *Paranorman*? yes yes i have i i I really liked the ending of that i know Um, exactly what scene you're talking about about. (laughs) If, if no one knows what i'm talking about this isn't really a big spoiler but like throughout the whole thing the uh the female Big sister, I think, right?
1: Yeah, the older sister is pining after this football jock. And and
0: he's, like, 100% the stereotypical dumb jock, right?
1: he's so funny. And then at the end of the movie... She invites
0: him to, like, watch a chick flick with her. And and he's just like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend would love that movie. You guys would get along.
1: I thought it was great. I was like so surprised when I saw it. And I you know, like,
0: was like I laugh because that, like that's that's good gay humor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Like, know? that's funny. Like, I was
0: hilarious because that is something that happens. You yeah. know, people will come up. Um, like people will come up to 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 gay or lesbian um, people and be like like flirt with them, and then that is something that we employ just just for the humor of it.
1: Like it's always so funny to see the look on people's face, you know. Like
0: even 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 uh, heterosexual people do this, you know. Like just yet, just last night I was working and the, and this guy was flirting up this girl and chatting her, and she was like, and I and I, you know on their face. You know, in their face, that they're just getting amusement out of this, and then, and then he said something, and she was like, and she was, or he said something, asked her about something, and she was like, yeah, with my boyfriend, and he was like, nah, you're joking, like, 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 you for real? And she was like, yeah, and he's like, you made you like, you let me make a fool out of myself, and she was like, yeah, because it's because <laughs> it's funny.
1: So I I thought it that was great, because you know he's like this. Sp- like he wasn't a gay stereotype he no. was like he was like the straightest the, boy yeah, stereotype ever so that's why i love that you loved know like that.
0: like dumb jock dating cheerleader type mm-hmm. of stereotype like that's what you would have expected so the the the, the little plot test was great so
1: mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing in media like i'm cool with that like that's fun especially for like a kid's movie yeah
0: because you know? that normalizes it mm-hmm. you know um have you i i I know i haven't been able to read a lot of like queer books or or um i
1: have a shelf of them
0: i'm I'm working on the handmaid the second part of like the testaments of the handmaid's tale and just oh i've gotten like margaret atwood's books
1: oh my gosh love that book okay um
0: i'm working on the second book the testaments and and i've read maybe like five chapters since i've been here
1: i actually haven't read the sequel I read the, I won't
0: spoil it then. Okay,
1: uh, cuz I read the first book w- way before the sequel came out. Mm-hmm. Uh I loved it though. Fantastic mm-hmm. book. Uh Margaret Atwood's work is it's so descriptive. It's fantastic. I mean, it's not for everyone. I understand that cuz like it it gets it can
0: into drag. something. It can drag. Yeah, not <laughs> too. It can um I think it I per- personally think I like the book better than the show. I remember watching I the show seen the first. Show. And I felt like the show dragged more, just because the narrative style of, like, the flashbacks and going Mm -hmm. back and forth, I think it's just more suited for for books and reading.
1: I never watched the show, but if I had to compare Margaret Atwood's style to another, like, big author that I know, it would probably be Stephen King, because that dude can talk about, like something for pages or like
0: oh yeah Stephen King bores me now
1: or like Tolkien you know like I tried reading The Hobbit my my best friend it just talks about Bilbo's house for like five pages and I was like, I can't
0: or like oh my gosh reading like the Odyssey or the Iliad I liked it literally Iliad. okay I liked it too but it literally and I I wrote this down okay it literally talked about the a freaking shield for like three pages Sometimes. just the designs of this shield and i'm like really i'm like, trying to it's hit an... that word count <laughs> it's, it's an oral tale i know <laughs> like you have to remember all these little it drove me insane i hate it i literally skipped it over i did not read it so we talked about it in class i had to scan it to get where they were talking i was like oh yeah i loved
1: it. <laughs> i totally get what you mean and like I love like super descriptive fiction, but sometimes it does drag. And like, not to diss authors or anything, like hit that word count, babe. But like, sometimes you know, sometimes you can. You know dial what writing style
0: I'm really trying? I'm really trying to get into hmm. the right, like Virginia Woolf writing style okay. of like, like sentence, like a single sentence being like two pages long with like a jillion commas. It's just. It's just so like aesthetically pleasing for me. I want to get into it. I, mean, I want to be able to do it, and I can't because I'm a journalist. And so it's like, no, that's too much. Stop it.
1: I mean, I write really long sentences. Like I'll do run-on sentences. I'm horrible about it.
0: I do a lot of fragment sentences, which I'm really but I it's feel it's, it. it's for the emphasis.
1: Exactly. It's for you the understand emphasis. me. Yes. But I read uh, Virginia Woolf's uh, *Mrs. I Dalloway*.
0: Hated Virginia Woolf when I read. Her.
1: <laughs> I understand. I read uh, *Mrs. Dalloway* for uh, a class in high school. I keep bringing up my class in high school. I I, I, I
0: I read like an hour or like oh the the hours hour or like it was it was like uh or like the day or something and it literally went through like her entire freaking day. Yeah, that's up. Mrs. Dalloway. Oh, okay,
1: maybe it yeah. is. Sorry, but there was a book that like by Michael Cunningham that was sort of like a like a rewrite of it called The Hours. So that might be what you're thinking of, but I, I don't know. But but so I read Mrs. Dalloway for school. And one thing, this book is like, I don't know, 150, 200 pages. But boy, does it drag. Drag. It's
0: literally, literally, literally just like her day setting up for a dinner party.
1: That is exactly what it is. And every
0: chapter, like, there are no
1: chapters. There's no, no. it is all one
0: narrative. it's It's just like she goes to the flower shop. She she has this discussion. She remembers this thing. I was so sick of it. Oh my gosh, I was so. You know what book I also hated? Mm. Black Beauty. What? My sister loved that book. I hate. I read it in like it's, middle school. It's about a horse. I understand. I read it in middle school, but let me tell you, that thing dragged so much for me. Literally halfway through, I was like, I don't give a. Uh, i don't care about this stupid horse (laughs) like i just don't care i don't know i like horses (laughs) i like horses too but i hated that book it just drags so much for me
1: listen my younger sister was a total horse girl (laughs) so like you know i've seen a lot of kids movies about horses i've seen my mom uh,
0: my mom and my sister are like obsessed with this one show about horses it's Is it like Heartland? Heartland. Heartland? Yeah, it's Heartland. My sister watched the
1: whole thing. Yeah, it's Heartland. I was my subjected so, to yeah. it. Yeah. You know?
0: My uh, my sister and I think that one of the like we're like we're like looking at the two little kids there's a there's a girl that gets like that like befriends this little boy on her bus Mm -hmm. um and like like they they work around the horses and stuff I don't I don't I don't know I don't watch it um and my little sister and I are watching it and of course my little sister is 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 also queer and so she's always like you know oh this person is gay like like she's she's in the baby like the gay baby phase okay so okay and for those of you don't know what that is it's like when you first when when you first come to terms with your sexuality, or that you're not straight, like everything is gay and rainbows, everything. Which, and it gets really annoying to other people, but like, let them have it. Come yeah, on, let them you know, have it.
1: you know, I understand. They out of it. You know, I came out when I was like 12, so. Dang, I came out when I was like
0: 16. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while.
1: I like, well, to be fair, my mom may have seen my phone background.
0: <laughs> to be fair, my dad may have read my messages, but we don't talk about
1: that. <laughs> It's fine. It was no big deal. My mom's fully accepting, so it's epic. She's great. Um but yeah, no, I love that you brought up Black Beauty. That
0: I, I, I see it like it was just so long and dwindling, but um we should do an episode about um
1: books or like stories with like animal main characters because I have so many.
0: I, I think I'd just be able to bring Black Beauty to the table. I don't I don't I've never read Animal Farm. I've <laughs>
1: <laughs> read so many things. I've read so many kids' books with animals as main characters because that was my thing. <laughs>
0: uh, I I just listen for I, I feel like you know what like let's we we've gotten so off topic this entire podcast but that's okay. We're trying. We're trying, and you know, listen it's just maybe maybe we can recommend some books. You know, maybe that's something that we can do. We have. Um, I still
1: have two more books on the table that I can tell everybody about. So, uh, two more books um, from my, you know, diverse. Oh, I books. do want. I do
0: actually. I have uh, an, an, an anthology. Oh, okay. Um, we are reading it for my class. Um, and it's a gorgeous. It's 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 compiled and uh, by a Native American woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Native American poetry. Love that. And so I, I do I do wanna um, recommend this because we are going we are going into it and and it talks a lot about the diversity it talks a lot about the history of indigenous people and how many indigenous like you know it just talks a lot about it and I and I can go further into it on in a different on a different day but talk about yours while I find the title of this
1: okay but also like just since we're talking about like poetry um, there is a style of poetry called A Land Eye. Uh, I, I believe it was made by um, Afghan women, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, beca- they're like two-line poems, super short, because they couldn't like write anything down, so everything was by word of mouth. Okay. So I thought, it was really interesting. We like studied it a bit my like freshman year um, in high school. I know. I, I was in a writing program, everybody.
0: I'm sorry. It's fine. It's it, Listen, honestly, like, i feel like no one can even judge you for that because like let's be honest if you're in college you're not reading as much as you read when you were in high school high school books gave us like gave us readers that serotonin and that dopamine that we really needed when
1: i read 125 Um, books my junior year i was popping
0: but like now we have instagram and stuff and that gives us dopamine and serotonin faster and more reliably than books do but um
1: I'm just busy, but yeah. yeah. So, little fires everywhere by Celeste Ng. Um, it is now a very popular Hulu original series.
0: Fancy.
1: Yes. Um, I actually haven't seen the show. Uh, oh, I heard of that. I actually read this book when it first came out. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why it's in hardcover because there were no soft covers yet. Um, and I was like super excited about it because like everybody on like, you know, book YouTubers, they were all like, "Yo, this book is fire." <laughs> Sorry not to make a pun out of the title. Um,
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs>
1: but um, I really liked it. It's, like, sort of, like, a mystery. Um, it's basically just, like, about um, – there, there's this whole thing where this family in town, like, adopts, like, a Chinese-American baby. And there's, like, controversy about it because the original mom, like, wants the baby back. Mm-hmm and so it's like a whole thing because she's all like you're going to take the baby away from her culture. You know,
0: I just read um I just read some stuff on on like Chinese American and it's we read it from it was called um by Sewell Sinfar Leaves from the Mental Portfolio of a Eurasian um and th- it's Wavering Image. I did like its Wavering Image more. Um, just because it has more of a narrative like story kind of vibe that l- ooh, sorry, leaves from the mental portfolio of a Eurasian is also really really good and I loved it but it's more of like a memoir in like a narrative style
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the book that I was recommending earlier um, the Native American poetry collection the anthology is called when the light of the world was subdued our songs came through. It's a Norton anthology, um, and it's compiled and, and edited by Harjo Joy or Joy Harjo, rather, who is also herself a Native American woman. So yeah, those are those are my two recommendations.
1: <laughs> cool. Okay, I have one left. Um, so this is also a book that I read when it first came out, mostly because I thought the cover was cool. It's just it's black. It's got. A rabbit silhouette on it And I had just read Watership Down So I was like yeah bunnies Um, (laughs) Watership Down is great It's like warrior cats with rabbits Um, So anyway So this book is called Bunny It's by Mona Awad um, And it's like She's an Arabic woman I believe um, But the book itself is kind of like It's so weird So it's like This writers workshop club of a bunch of girls and they start getting into like some cult stuff and they like sacrifice rabbits to turn them into hot guys and that's the plot it's so weird i don't know how to but like it's good
0: like like frog to prince but like with rabbits instead that's really interesting
1: yeah but it's like gross (coughs) and like gory oh okay it's like it's like so. It's
0: for not the faint of heart. Gotcha.
1: It's a weird book. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so those are uh, who's who's the author for that one? Mona Awad. Mona Awad. Gotcha. So those are um, our recommendations for this week. If you guys if you want something a little shorter, check out mine because mine are are short couple pages um if you want a novel to read check out you know
1: any of the books i listed <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely um but that is all we have for today so thank you so much for listening once again i'm elena and i'm emma and this was the writer's, writer's room, room. <laughs> was fun. yeah we got so off topic but it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's mm-hmm. fine, it's fine.